Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos and my co-host, Corey Wooten. But first, we got to talk about our sponsor today. It's betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest 200K NFL survivor contest that's open right now only at BetOnline. So what are you waiting for? Go to the website or head on your mobile device and sign up today. You will receive a 100% welcome bonus, which is just in time because tonight they are doing a super promo make-a-bet for the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. So head on over there right now. If you lose your wager, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers. Only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Again, promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports all season long. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming into the pod. It's game installed. It is time to preview the Chicago Bears versus the Los Angeles Rams in week one of the 2021 season. But first, it is time to bring in my co-host, former Bears defensive end, and a man who isn't afraid to do the robot after a sack. It's Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? Yeah. What's going on, my man? You know, the, the robot. You, you, you got to do the robot. You got to do it Chappelle's show style. You remember the guy that would be in the skits? The, the, the yeah. eyes would be in the back of his head. That, that That's one of my favorite shows, skits. And that's where I got the idea of the robot from. Pull up the YouTube clips and learn the choreography, folks, because that's what Corey Wooten's here to do. He's here to teach you how to do the robot after a second. Also here to break down Bears versus Rams this week. Real quick before we get into the nuts and bolts, Corey, have you been able to find anyone this week that thinks the Bears can win week one? Have you found anyone on the planet yet? Yes, Bears fans. (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. I I think, you know, you turn on every major network, you know, um, and they're, they're counting the Bears out. They're telling you why, you know, L.A. Rams, this is their year. They got their quarterback, their coach. Everything is there. Defense, everything's coming together. And this is their year to win it all. So I I guess we'll see. We will see. That's why we play the games. That's why we play the games, and that's why you check out Believe in Bears right here because we're going to try and wrap our head around, too, and give you some keys and some matchups and some things to look at that could possibly lead to a Bears victory in week one, and oh, how sweet it would be if they're able to pick that up. So, Corey, let's just dive right in, man. You know, I want to pick your brain. Let's give the listeners some of your expertise here. Let's talk about some of the key matchups heading into the game. A lot of people are talking about Andy Dalton, but I'm sure there's a lot of other things you got your eye on. What's the first key matchup to this game that's going to maybe help the Bears win in week one? Ooh, the key matchup. My first one has got to be Aaron Donald versus that interior of, of the Bears. Must defer James Daniels, Cody White here, right? Because Aaron Donald's going to be on any one of those guys at any point in time, right? Sometimes they'll double, double him, triple team him. I think they're going to give him a lot of attention. And Aaron Donald, he thrives in situations where he's double and triple teamed. And Look, look at Leonard Floyd, how much he's benefited from playing with a guy like Aaron Donald that has that much attention. Leonard Floyd had a breakout season last year, double digits. He looked like a different player than we saw for the Bears. So the Aaron Donald effect is, is real. I mean, hey, you might be able to contain him for a little bit, but he's going to make some plays, not only in the passing game, but the rushing game as well. So I'm really going to keep my eyes on those three interior linemen against Aaron Donald because it especially we, we talk about the quarterback situation, right? Keeping Andy Dalton clean, 
getting him confidence, uh, being able to have enough time. So hopefully they'll, they'll have those quick three-step drops early on just to get Aaron, a guy like Aaron Donald more, more frustrated. Um, you know, it, it starts to wear on guys. You know, even though Aaron Donald is a very patient rusher, it wears on guys, you know, when they're double and triple team, they're getting the ball out quick. They feel like they don't have an opportunity. And then sometimes you catch them on a situation where it's a three-step, but they're holding the ball a little bit longer. And then guys maybe are a little lazy in a rush. And that's usually not Aaron Donald's forte, but after so long. And, and a key thing is the Rams really haven't played their starters in the preseason. So I wonder how good of shape they're going to be. I know Aaron Donald is a freak athlete or whatever, but game shape is a different animal than just being in regular shape. So I think it'll be interesting to see how the Rams players, especially defensively early on, that rotation, if they're going to be winded or not. And maybe there could be some opportunities in the second half too, as well as maybe some guys get a little gassed. I want to dig in a little bit deeper on this based on, you know, you, you had you know the opportunity to play in the NFL. You played a ton of games. You've sacked quarterbacks before. It's week one. There's pomp and circumstance. It's SoFi Stadium. Everyone thinks that you're going to win. You mentioned a little bit about three-step drops, getting the ball out. I know Bears fans want to get the running game going. Talk a little bit more about how the Bears maybe, could they take advantage of maybe an over-aggressive Rams unit that wants to just pin its ears back right away and take Andy Dalton's head off. Is there a way to have that play to the Bears' advantage? Screens and draws early on. You know, guys that love to pin their ears back, you know, Leonard Floyd's going to be itching. He had a great game last year against the Bears. He's eager. He had two sacks last year. He's eager to pin his ears back. Aaron Donald as well. So, hey, get that pass. Throw him by. Get them off balance because people sleep on the fact that that really – keeps keeps those guys off balance because then they're like oh you know am I able to rush or am I not um so it really keeps them off balance and I would love to see just the combination of that that run and play action just just to keep that whole uh secondary linebacking core really off balance with things and give Andy Dalton some confidence out there there's a part of me too that is begging the question of should the Bears just throw like a smoke and post on the first play? Should they just take a deep shot or something to try and elongate the field? Or in your opinion, is that just turned into a second and 10 and you've got more problems than maybe you're bargaining for? Yeah, I, I would, I would love to see that, but, <laughs> but... Let's, 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 let's pump the brakes, right? We just got our brakes changed. Let's pump them. Real quick. I'm excited. Okay. Let's, let's test them out. Okay. So uh, David Montgomery, right? I, I want, I want them to hand him the ball. I want him to have at least 35 carries. I would love to see 40 because I think that's how they are going to win this type of game. Cause I think the Rams offense, especially with Stafford, I mean, it's a different element. Jared Goff, um, he had some success with, with, uh, you know, Sean McVay, that offense. And, you know, when they had Todd Gurley and company. Um, but I think Matthew Stafford is a lot more talented of a quarterback than, than Jared Goff. So I think you need to keep the ball out of his hands. How do you do that? David Montgomery. I think you just stay ahead of the downs, right? You get yourself in third and short situations and it's not pretty, but third and one, we don't do the the gun runs anymore. Right. Well, we talked about two tight ends, a fullback, Akeem Hicks in there mm-hmm. uh, leading the way. So you have to do things like that um, to, to try to beat a team like the Rams. You want to keep their offense off the field and Hey, it's not pretty. It's not this, but that's how you win against a team like them. You know, it's, it's, grind them football with the Chicago Bears are known for you know the year they won the Super Bowl you grind them out and that's how you, you you're built on a great defense you run the football early and often you set up that play action take shots down the field but it starts with that running game 
Yeah, let's make the NBC crew mad. Let's make it 0-0 <laughs> going to the second quarter, right? Because if it is 0-0, that means I think the Bears, for the most part, are probably doing their job, at least maybe controlling the clock, and also their defense is doing the job, too, as well on the other side of the ball. Exactly. That's what we want to see. And and you don't want to get in a situation, like you said, where you're three and out, and then they get a chance at the ball, and then they go up on you 14 nothing, then it's 21 nothing, and then all of a sudden – you have to pass the ball early. That's what you want to avoid, especially playing with a guy like Andy Dalton that you know he's not going to light you up offensively. You know, he, he he's very good at what he does throughout his career. He really doesn't turn the ball over too much. He makes smart decisions for the most part, but he's really not known for taking deep shots and things of that nature. So don't make it something that he's not. So make this a, a very winnable game and, and doing that, you know, keeping keeping the Rams offense off the field David Montgomery, he's your workhorse. He's your guy. He's your franchise guy at running back. I think they believe that. So give him the ball early and often. Today's episode is also brought to you by Play Action because, look, this is exciting news. Bet on Chicago is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring you some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on all the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. So here's how it works. You sign up for our contest, believe football pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. So again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest believe b-l-e-a-v football pick them and if you plan on hosting your own football contest go to playactionpools.com today they've got survivor pick them as well as a cool sportsbook style concept called build your own bankroll that's only at playactionpools.com your new home for all your office sports picks now back to the pod one of the matchups i wanted to ask you about and you kind of touched on it last week and it sort of hit a light bulb you know, that went off in my head. You talked last week about everyone's, you know, giving the offensive line a hard time. And you said, look, like it takes a village to run the ball and protect the quarterback. It's not just the offensive line. There's a lot of different creative ways that you can get involved. So I'm kind of looking at this tight ends matchup, the bears tight ends versus maybe some of these Rams linebackers and some of this defensive front, you know, Cole Komet's supposed to take this step forward this year. Jimmy Graham is old, right? He can't do anything anymore. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see about that. Can you talk a little bit about, is there, you know, how would you go about that? You talked about that two tight end set. Would you keep them in the box? Would you try and make, you know, those linebackers account for those tight ends from an offensive perspective? And can that be something that maybe the Bears can find as an angle to maybe loosen things up a little bit? I would love to see that because we talked about getting that running game going and, and how do you do it? You, two tight ends. I would love to see that. You know, I, I don't think they'll do it at all times, but I think if they're in short situations and then in the red zone, that's where I think Komet and, and Jimmy Graham will really shine. Jimmy Graham already showed last year what he could do. Um, and you look at the past two games, 2019 and tw uh, 2020 against the Rams, the bears had only 17 points total. They really struggled in the red zone, only able to get field goals at times. So in that situation, I would love to see the matchup nightmare of a guy like Cole Komet against a linebacker or safety or Jimmy Graham against a linebacker or safety in that situation. Throw it up, let them go and get it, and that's how you get touchdowns. Those are sure throws where only they can get it. You know, a guy like Allen Robinson as well on a fade route. I would love to see plays like that in the red zone um, because I think that's a different element. You know, the, the Bears have a lot of size in the tight end position and receiver with Allen Robinson. So I love to see situations like that. And, you know, if all else fails, run the football. You know, if, if you're if you're third and goal, you know, second and goal, first and goal, 
run the football until you get it in. I, I guarantee you, you put two tight ends in there, you put a fullback, they'll be able to get it in. And don't get cute. Don't don't have any of those gun runs like we talked about. I was going to say, you know? we, we have to get specific here with the Bears coaching staff. No tight end jet sweeps. That does not count <laughs> as an effective running yeah. play. I think we're talking yeah. more north-south and give it to Monty. Exactly. And we, we've seen that play, uh, you know, that Trey Burton had a couple years ago. We had a couple touchdowns. They know that play. They've seen it. Okay. Yes. None of that. None of that in the red zone. Just throw it up where only your guy can get it. If he can't, it goes out of bounds. You live to play another down. Is there another matchup that you're taking a look at uh, for this Bears-Rams game coming up that, yeah. you know, obviously can be really, really uh, an important indicator of whether the Bears are going to win? Well, I, I, wa I want to see um, big match. I want to see Jalen Ramsey, right, against Allen Robinson and Mooney. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Uh, Mooney, Mooney had a pretty good game against him last year, and Jalen Ramsey is a guy that likes to talk a lot. And I think this is a tough matchup for Jalen Ramsey, especially against a guy like Allen Robinson. You know, Allen Robinson, you know, 6'4", he's about 230, can run, can catch, and go up and get it. Um, I, I think this is a dangerous matchup for, for a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Don't, don't get me wrong, he's one of the best in the league, but I think he struggles a lot with people with great size. And Allen Robinson, look what he did last year, you know, 1,200 and 12, over 1,200 yards receiving at, with, with a quarterback situation that was up in the air most of the time. So I think if you if you give him the opportunity to go up and get it, and then you talk about a guy like Mooney, what we've seen from him in the preseason and training camp, I mean, everyone's predicting him to take that next step this year. Um, we saw what he was able to do as he got more comfortable throughout the season with his route running. He looked crisp. He didn't look like a rookie towards the end of the season. So I love for him to build off that and especially week one against the best cornerback in the game Jalen Ramsey you know we talk about the Instagram memes the clips etc him talking back and forth to guys that would be great to showcase Mooney and Robinson having their way with a guy like Jalen Ramsey um primetime football Sunday night football that's what I want to see you know and th then we'll have an idea hey how good is Allen Robinson right how good is Mooney and that's what that's what I love to see those, those matchups right there. I think we're saying pick your spots and execute. We want to get that running game going, but obviously you need something to play off of that a little bit, a little play action. Andy Dalton, when he gets those shots, he's got to execute those plays. Exactly. You've seen the Darnell Mooney meme and gif of him absolutely roasting Jalen Ramsey for what would have been a touchdown, but the ball was overthrown. We can't exactly. have that happening in week one. Got some stats to throw at you real quick. So. Look, I get it. Defenses by year, they change, different personnel, but a lot of the same guys from the Rams are still there. Last year, they allowed only eight rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns to wide receivers, and seven touchdowns to tight ends. That seems pretty tough from a wide receiver perspective. Last year, Allen Robinson, four catches for 70 yards, and you're saying to yourself, Bears fan, hey, that's not a great game for Allen Robinson. Let me tell you something right now. That 70 yards was the second highest reception total for any wide receiver that played against the Rams last year. One guy got over 100 yards. Number two, Allen Robinson with 70 yards. So however you want to measure that success, Allen Robinson's been able to kind of spring free a little bit. I think it's time to maybe try and find some moments to feed him a little bit more. And like you're saying, show everybody out there why he deserves to be that top 10 receiver in this league. Exactly. And he's one of those guys that we talked about you see a week in and week out where the quarterback situation last year w was up in the air, right? It was Nick Foles, it was Trubisky. The thing is, when he th when they threw it up to him, whoever that was, right? It was either at a point where Allen Robinson can get it or no one can get it. And that's what you love to see from your number one receiver. So, hey, if you get in a situation, you know, where you, where you, you know, running the ball well, you take a hard play action, 
and you hit him deep, put it where only he can get it, right? Put it, put it towards the sideline, let him go up and get it, and let him do what he does, makes plays. So I would just love to see that because we know we're not going to see too, too many shots from Andy Dalton. They're going to be very conservative, especially early on if the game is close and, you know, what, what may have you. But I would just love to see a couple shots to Allen Robinson throughout that game if they establish the running game. One more matchup I want to throw at you, and I want to hear another one from yours if you got it. Um, Andy Dalton versus Matthew Stafford. I know they're not going up against each other, but you know what I mean? Like, they're both quarterbacks. I get all that stuff. But at the same time, Andy Dalton, we haven't seen him in a Bears uniform. We've spent a lot of time talking about Justin Fields. Now it's time for the veteran to go out there. And for every time Ryan Pace wants to say how many Pro Bowls he's been to or, you know, how many playoff games he's been in, you know, this is 2021 it's time for him to go out there, and I think what you're talking about, you know, execution is one thing, but taking care of the football, because I want to get your take on Matthew Stafford, talented quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Everyone thinks that he's going to take a step up with the Rams this year, but if I've been watching Bears football my whole life, I do know that Matthew Stafford, at some point in the second or third quarter, will make a mistake. He will make an errant pass. There will be a chance for a turnover. He will make a bad decision, and that could give the Bears a chance just talk about that matchup between Dalton versus Stafford a little bit and, you know, a little bit about taking care of the football in this game. Yeah, I, th I think this opportunity for Andy Dalton, I mean, a guy that's coming towards the end of his career, right? You know, was a starter in Cincinnati. Now he's basically trying to prove himself. You know, I, I look at him right now like a guy like Josh McCown, right, towards the end of his career, was really trying to establish himself and say, hey, you know, I'm going to show that I can start for other teams if they need me. And this is his opportunity there. We, we know he's not going to be the franchise quarterback anymore, but he's going to be in a situation where, hey, he's playing not only for himself right now, but for his future, right? He can continue being a guy that, like I said, comes in like Josh McCown, goes to the Bucks, goes to the Browns, and can be a starter when they're trying to nurture the younger guy. That's what they're trying to do right now with, with him ahead of fields. Um, so it's a huge opportunity for him. And he has nothing to lose, in my opinion. You know, I think I think nobody's expecting anything from him, to be honest, and and you know, everybody's saying, oh, well, you know, by week four, it's Justin Fields' job. Uh, that's what they're predicting, week four, you know. So if he goes out there and and he does like I think he can, you know, and I'm, I'm just hoping that Matt Nagy has like a little Alex Smith experience with him. Maybe not as good as Alex Smith was, you know, for the, for the Chiefs, but a thing where he can come in, manage the game, make some plays when you need to, uh, be efficient, things of that nature, really orchestrate that offense. So I'm hoping – you know, especially going against a guy like like Matthew Stafford, because everybody's hyping him up. Oh, he's going to be in the MVP talks, this, that, and the other. And how sweet would that be? Andy Dalton outplay Matthew Stafford week one. And Matthew Stafford, this Bears defense loves getting after him, right? They he may do. be in a different, uh, different uniform, but they're saying this is the same Matthew Stafford. That when we hit him, right, he gets a little frustrated. That's he gets a little nervous, right? Because he's had some, he's had some, you know, shoulder injuries, et cetera, elbow injuries against teams like the Bears. I remember uh, Julius Peppers, uh, my second year in the league, rocked him in the shoulder. I mean, he, you know, I think he, I think he uh, hyperextended it, or, you know, I, I think it popped out, something, some of that nature. So that's happened to him a lot. So I know they're going to try to get after him, and they're thinking, hey. This is this ain't different than the Matthew Stafford that we would beat twice a year, right? It's the same guy, right? Akeem Hicks and company. So I think they're going to be motivated for that. I think there's just so many external factors out there that they're looking at to shock the world. Nobody's giving the Bears a chance. They get to play against Matthew Stafford, right? The Rams the past two years have beaten them. 
you know. So I, I think they're going to be ready to go. And I think this is a game where they could shock the world, honestly. I, I think if they, they run, the, run the ball like we talked about, play ver- really good defense, get, a- get after Stafford. Um, and, and you look at the Rams, you know, from the running back position. Uh, Henderson is questionable going into this game. Cam Akers is out, right? Sony Michelle just got there, just got there. Right. So he's trying to understand. So I don't really think they're going to be running the ball like that. You know, I, I honestly think it's going to be a pass heavy and, and Sean McVay, you know, he might try to get a little too cute. You know, he on Sunday night football, he's, Oh, I got my ace now. And Matthew Stafford, this is a guy I've wanted. And sometimes coaches get a little too cute. And we've seen that with Matt Nagy at times, but I think it's a situation where I think it plays favorable for the bears with the running back position for the Rams being being banged up and hurt and Sonny Michelle just getting there. I think it's going to be a pass happy team on Sunday and shoot if Khalil Mack, you know, Robert Quinn can, can get after Stafford. Um, it'll be interesting. You can change the colors on the Jersey all you want, but this is not the first time that the bears have ruined Matthew Stafford's day. You know, if they <laughs> win that game, it would not be the first time, you know, we've done it before. We can certainly do it again follow up to what you were just talking about so now in a strange twist and I, if i'm getting this wrong i'm pretty sure i'm getting this right the bears and rams have played each other this will be the fourth year in a row that they've played each other they played yep. each other in 18 19 20 and now they're playing each other in 21 yep. this is the fourth time sean mcveigh and matt Nagy are kind of going head to head talk about that a little bit because as you mentioned with mcveigh with his new toy week one at home both these coaches honestly you know have that i'm gonna call it confidence that they know offense inside and out and that they can outsmart the opposing coach just talk about what it would be like to game plan for a team that you've seen for the fourth time in the last four years even though they're not in your own division yeah i mean it's 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 definitely uh you know easier easier to game plan against a team that you've seen and especially sean mcveigh i mean he, he is what, what he is every week. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. He has the same recipe every week. But I really want to see what Matt Nagy is going to come out, right? Because what we've really questioned is his play calling abilities. And, and I've talked about this uh, on the other podcast about how he wasn't really the coordinator for the Chiefs. And people, oh, yeah, he was the title of, but this was Andy Reid's show. And I think it takes some some getting used to. And I'm, I'm just hoping that he's really, this offseason, took a look in the mirror and said, a lot of this has been on me. I know the quarterback situation hasn't been what I like and whatever, but I feel like he feels good about Andy Dalton being being able to run his offense and not turn the ball over. So I'm just hoping that he can game plan and really get that running game going. Because towards the end of the season last year, he really started to get that running game going. But I want to see that early on because there's a strong correlation between the teams that pass the ball well and their running attack. It's, it's being able to keep those teams off balance like I, like I was touching on. But if, if Matt Nagy come out and be a better game caller, right? That's, that's what we want to see as, as Bears fans, right? We don't want to see those gun runs. We don't want to see situations where you're like, come on, you, you got to get too tight and run the, run the football, right? In certain situations. Don't try to get too cute like some coaches do. Stick to your bread and butter. That's going to be running the football. Get the play action going. Doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Play great defense, you know, get those guys fired up and I, I honestly, I honestly think this is a game where they can really shock some people, you know, and, and you're going to be there, you know, with your Bears jersey. Hopefully nobody's messing with you. But, you know, I, I think it's a situation where I think they can shock the world because no one is giving them a chance. And, and that's what you love, like David versus Goliath thing where nobody gives you a chance. And, you know, that's that's the type of situation where they come out on top. And 
how big would that be? You know, the Bears, where everyone wants Justin Fields, Andy Dalton's plan, and they come out week one and they beat the Rams. Even if it's not pretty, it's a 13 to 10 game. Nobody cares because a win is a win in this league. And especially on Sunday night football against a team like the Rams, that everyone's pro projecting to go far this year. That would be huge. What, what does that do? You've been in those locker rooms before. What is it like? I mean, take, you know, the game spread or who's supposed to win or whatever out of the mix. What does it mean to a football team to win week one after all those weeks of training camp and preseason? And this is what we're going to do. And this is who we want to be. And then it goes out, you execute it and it works and you find success. How important is it to get off on the right foot week one? It's huge. It's a huge confidence builder, um, especially about a team that's kind of like unsure of themselves right now. And I, I think people in the locker room are like, who are we going to be this year? And I think this first game is is a huge piece of, of the puzzle, right, of what we see, right? It would be great to have a win, but we want to see what type of team they're going to be. We're going to see how they're going to run the football, how they're going to play defense. What are the strengths of the team? What do they need to work on? Um, it's a huge litmus test. Winning week one. With, with all the circumstances and hype around this game, Sunday night football, it would be huge. Um, and then then going into week two against the Bengals, right? So if Andy Dalton plays well week one, Revenge they win game. the confidence. Yeah, right. Oh, you cut me. You you let me go. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to put some numbers on you, right? It's that revenge game. And um, think about that. You know, they, they go out week one. They beat the Rams. Then week two against the Bengals. Huge momentum, right? And it's the little things like people sleep on how much one game can matter, right? In the scheme of things, people say, oh, well, you just you just own one, right? You got next week. It's early in the season. You know, some teams start out own. But it's huge for your confidence when you win that opening game. And then everybody rallies around them. You know, the coaches are happier. Your practices are better. Your mood is better. The city is behind you, right? In yeah. Chicago, when you win, they love you. You know, when you lose, they love you, but they may just tell you a little bit different yeah, to your face and boo you. Yeah. But um, everything is that much sweeter when you have a win opening week. And yeah, like in my time for the Bears, you know, 2012 was one of our best years there. We were, you know, uh, 10 and six. And, you know, we started off seven and one that season. Yep. You know, our first game was against Andrew Luck in his rookie season. Um, and and just being able to win that game, and we won by a pretty sizable margin, it just gave us so much confidence, especially defensively. And I think that's what I want to see this year because I think offensively they're not going to light it up like everyone wants to see. I think this is going to be a defensive-minded team, and I'm just hoping that they, they, can, they can really get after Stafford, like Khalil Mack and company, like Robert Quinn. That's what I want to see, you know. I want to see him him go off this year because last year we paid him a lot of money. You know, he he did, he did make some plays here or there, but you can't you can't get paid that much and only have two sacks. You know, I I, I know it's he he made impacts in other places, but as a top pass rusher in this league, you can't have two sacks. And I think he's fired up about that. And I think that's going to be a matchup looking at him versus Whitworth, right? You know, 39 opinion, years old, by the way, he's 39, yeah, by the exactly. way. Yeah, he's older, but he's still solid out there. I mean, yep. you know, he, he's there for a reason. And Quinn's going to be fired up to go against him. He's going to say, man, you know, you know, I'm getting older there, but I'm not as old as him. And I think he's he's going to be fired up only two sacks. And I think he's going to try to make a big statement because you look at what happened last year with with uh, Leonard Floyd. He went he went off on the Bears last year. So I'm hoping Robert Quinn has that type of game and he can get double digits. I think he will this season. I think 
I think when good pastors like that have an off season, they're going to come back with a vengeance. And I think that's what he's going to do. Let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Balance 7. So I don't know if you've heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. He's been taking a new product he owes the credit to. It's called Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. And look for anyone in their 30s and above, or maybe even before. Look, I'm 37, but even in my 20s, every day was a maintenance day. I could use a little something like Balance 7 for a little bit of help. So head to balance7.com and use the code BLEAV, believe, for free shipping balance7.com use the code bleav for free shipping i did and if it worked for lamar odom it can work for you too now back to the pod also in terms of week one the next two weeks are going to be for this behemoth that is the nfl the most overreacting that fans analysts and pundits are going to do so getting off on the right foot and winning that game week one is always important on top of it you go oh and one look your season isn't over but I'm sure in the back of your head, just a tiny, tiny little bit, you're like, we better not get to 0-2. Exactly. You know, and that, that's kind of where that sort of starts a little bit. And I also remember last year, look, they, the quarterback situation was messed up, but just that game week one against the Lions where the Bears, you know, came back from behind with that, you know, flourish in the fourth quarter to come back and win. And you could say what you want about what happened with Trubisky and Foles moving forward, but I don't think they get to 5-1. and one. I don't yep. think they beat the Buccaneers – probably without that early test or even the Falcons that very next week and come from behind because they had that belief. They made it happen. And, you know, they're like, well, hey, you know, if we go out and execute this way, we can keep winning games. So it all kind of builds on itself that way. Yeah, I think I think you just have to have confidence in their week. And, and that's that's the mark of good teams. Like, because you see you've seen in the past, like Tom Brady and the Patriots when they've had seasons, you know, where they start out 0-2. And then they were able to go on a run and, and, you know, win a Super Bowl, you know, go, go far in the playoffs. Confidence, confidence is a crazy thing because there's some people like Brady, it doesn't matter, you know, how bad they're doing, you know, a couple of years ago when they played the chiefs on, I think it was a Sunday night or Monday night, probably four or five years ago, they're like, Oh, Tom Brady's that was, that was the whole article of everything. And every news, Tom Brady's done, you know, the Patriots have done their franchise is done. And then what does he come back the next week? Those, those five touchdowns. But but that's the type of thing. Like he has that confidence that's that never wavers, right? And there's some, there's some people, a majority of the people in the league, right? Their confidence is performance-based, right? So you have to continue, you have to play a good game, then another good game, and then you have confidence. Like a guy like Tom Brady, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, they're people that could have a couple bad games and then bounce back and, and throw 500 on you because they have that never wavering confidence. So a lot of people in the league, and I think Andy Dalton's a guy that needs to continue to stack performances to build his confidence. He's not a guy that can that have two bad games in a row and then all of a sudden light you up. That He's not built like that, you know? And and that's, that's how majority of people are. So I'm just hoping that he can build a good, strong performance week one, have confidence, don't turn the football over, complete some throws here and there, but really manage the football game because that's what they want him to do. Because this this is going to be a defensive minded game. So if they if he can manage the football, limit the turnovers, they're going to give them a chance to win every week. Corey, I think it's time. Uh, it's time to put on our chef's hats. Time to put on our aprons. We're going Ooh. in the kitchen. Uh, we brought some ingredients, all organic, uh, you know, homegrown, and we're going to throw them all in a pot. And we're going to come up with our recipe to win Week One: Bears versus Rams on Sunday Night Football. If it's cool real quick, I'm going to go first. I'm going to throw one out there to you. 
Mm-hmm. This is a little stat heavy, but this was something that the Bears really struggled with last season. And if you kind of look up the numbers, it doesn't match well with the Rams, and we really need to change it. I'm calling this first recipe quarter by quarter. And what I mean by that is I think it's really important how the Bears start with their first 15, their first 15 plays. I think just even for – I'm not saying they got to score a touchdown. I'm saying let's get a couple first downs. Let's take it to midfield. Let's feel good about Dave Montgomery in that running game in that first 15 plays. Because if you look it up, it's not it's not pretty. Um, <laughs> Bears averaged uh, 4.2 points in the first quarter of games last year. That was 23rd in the NFL. And the second quarter that I'm looking at is the third quarter when they averaged only 2.8 points a game in the third quarter, last in the NFL. That means coming out of halftime, whatever adjustments and whatever cliche buzzwords you want to use, it just wasn't working for the Chicago Bears. So this is kind of what – and you're going. this is going back to the Matt Nagy thing, exactly what you're talking about in terms of him not getting too cute. I think we need to come out – I'm not saying we need to start off strong. I'm saying we just need to establish what we want to do, create some moments where you can set up some plays – Start getting that play action going a little bit. See if you can pull it off early in that game. Get the Rams kind of thinking a little bit. And then also in that third quarter, again, we're going to have to score some points out of that second half because it just seems like our offense can either go to sleep at times and then a couple drives, they get some scoring drives together. And it always is this weird mishmash. And if you look up the Rams last year, they're one of the best second-half football teams defensively last year in terms of points allowed. And if you also pull up, you know, they were great on third down. They were fourth on third down, allowing only 35% of conversion rate. So there's some stuff there. There's some moments in this game where I think the Bears need to get off to a good start. But then on top of that, when they come out in that second half, again, I think they need to keep it going as well to be successful in this game. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And and one of my ingredients is the run game. And it's something we've been talking about and, and everybody's talking about there is get the running game going early. And it's, it's getting ahead of the downs, like we talked about. It's something at times they struggle with, especially early on in the season. As the season went on last year, they started giving David Montgomery the rock more, really relying on him. That's what they should do for the first series. That's what I want to see, a run to David Montgomery. I don't want to see a pass play at all. I want them to set the tone for what this offense is going to be. We talk about all the question marks at the offensive line. Jason Peters, aging guy at left tackle, right? Afadi's kind of been banged up. And people are questioning their pass blocking ability at the tackle position, right? Those are two really good run blockers, right? Jason Peters was a great, you know, left tackle pass protection. He's getting, he's getting older up there. So I would love to see them run the ball early and often really take advantage of these road graders inside, you know, a guy like white, white hair, who in my opinion is one of the better blocking guards in the league, James Daniel, you know, he was covering from that injury. He seems healthy. Now I would love to see, them run the football really take Aaron Donald out of the football game because I think that's that's how you get a team like the Rams you really eliminate Aaron Donald because he's such a difference maker out there you take him out you get him frustrated which he's shown he he you can get him frustrated right he's not a guy he's a great guy but hey he will get frustrated out there so I would just love for him to get off balance right double team him um you know get the screens the draws like we talked about getting them off balance right and this is a situation where we want to keep Matthew Stafford off the field, right? Sean McVay is, is known as a genius offensively. Let's keep that offense off the field. Let's run the football. And we don't have to have touchdowns. We don't have to have, go up 21 nothing at halftime. Yeah. All we need to do is keep this game close. And, and that's all we're asking for is, is to keep the game close going into that fourth quarter, right? Get a couple scores. 
uh, in the game, keep the game close in the fourth quarter and rely on that defense. So get get that running game going. That's that, that's what we got to throw in the pot right there. Absolutely. I think that's going to be – that might be like the pork belly or something like that. I don't know. That might be like the meat that we're marinating on this this whole yeah. this meal that we're going to need. That's the pulled pork right there. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah exactly. That's the pulled pork because <laughs> you're hitting it right on the head. You're giving David Montgomery the confidence, right? You're giving him that rhythm. He's one of the most talented players that we have on offense. This offensive line, you're giving them a little bit of a time to do some teamwork, to get on the same page. You're giving Andy Dalton that second or two, you know, just run the football a little bit. Look, you know, figure out your checks, see what they're doing post-snap, all those other kinds of stuff that maybe set up the pass later. And also, you're giving Matt Nagy the opportunity to keep his playbook wide open because, unfortunately, what he's done is if it doesn't work, if we can't get the running game going, he will just ditch it and go straight to a pass-heavy offense. We become very one-dimensional, and then that's when I think Aaron Donald really starts to smell that chum in the water. I would love nothing more than to have the Rams' defensive front seven in their heads going, man, they keep running that same play, and we can't stop it. You know, exactly. they keep running that same running play. I know it's coming, and we can't stop it. Isn't that demoralizing as a defense? Oh, it is. And and we played uh, the 49ers back in uh, 2012. And that's when Colin Kaepernick had his first game when Alex Smith had the concussion. Oh, man. And I remember they ran the same play. Bruce Miller was the fullback at the time, number 49. And they'd run this play where he'd be a little bit off center from Frank Gore. And he would come to the defensive end and just cut your legs and they would go outside. And we knew it was coming. And we just could not stop it. And I just remember like, that was so demoralizing as a defense. We're just sitting in the locker room like we knew exactly what they were doing and we just couldn't stop it. Like their offensive line was amazing at the time. Uh, and we, we just couldn't stop what they were doing. And we're just like, it, 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 just, make, it just makes you feel like not a man. Like you're just out there like they're, they're grown manning us out there. You know, <laughs> they're throwing us out of the club right now. Like they're, they're saying, hey, I'm better than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm tougher than you. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's like a bully that like is, and you're just like, I can't. That's what it feels like. And it's a horrible feeling. But I would love to see the Bears do that, you know, impose your will on somebody. Right. And and the thing is, it, it's all about the guy that wants it more. Right. In this league, everybody's talented. Right. But when it comes to run game, I think that's effort more so than anything, especially from an offensive line position. I think it's I think it's effort, you know, and if you go out there and give it your all in that running game, you know, through the double teams, the combo blocks against a guy like Donald, I, I I think they'll have great success if they can contain him inside and really just keep him off balance because he's he's the engine that runs that defense. And I think everybody builds off him. So if you can keep him out of that game, that's huge. And it's a huge reason why I think Bears fans, Bears Nation are critical of Matt Nagy. And we, you talk about it often. Don't be too cute. Because it almost says something different. Like, I'm going to trick you. It doesn't really say I'm smarter than you. It sort of says, like, I'm going to trick you because I don't trust coming through the front door. And I think what you're saying, and you've been through it on experiences, when you just come through the front door and say, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to be about, even if it doesn't quite work right away, if you keep at it, and like you said, keep grinding, keep sticking to your game plan a little bit, eventually... I think, you know, you that's when you can really wear down an opponent, and that's when you can really start taking advantage. And then maybe you can start kind of tricking people from there. Corey, throw another uh, throw another ingredient into the pot here. Right. 
All right, I'm I'm gonna throw a little short rib in there because we're 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 still we're still in the meat and potatoes and stuff. Double meat and <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna go with uh, the defense defensive line for the Bears. You know, really knocking out that running game. And we talked about the question marks for the Rams running backs, right? Henderson is questionable. Looks like he may not go. Right, Sony Michelle is in there, a new guy trying to trying to get up to speed with everything. So I talked about I think this is gonna be a more pass happy Rams team, and I love that, right? Because we talked about the matchups between the defensive line, you know, guys like Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn going against a guy like Matthew Stafford, you know, twice a year. And they know him, right? They know he gets frustrated. He doesn't like to get hit. So if you make them one dimensional, if you really knock out that run when they try it and, and just make him strictly a passer, this is a situation where, hey, even if he's going quick step, you know, you push the pocket, get your hands up, bat the ball down. That is so frustrating for not only Matthew Stafford, but the offensive line. Um, so if they could do things like that, really make them one dimensional and make them make them straight drop back, you know, knock out that quick step, then get them to hold the ball with a little more press coverage. Love to see that. Love to see Khalil Mack get after him. Robert Quinn really trying to prove himself this year. Akeem Hicks. Uh, I, I think this can be a, a deadly, uh, you know, recipe for, for a win. And I, I think this is, I think everything's aligning the, the, the more and more, you know, I'm kind of picking apart all these pieces. I think that that running game, especially if Henderson's not in there, it's really intriguing in favor of the bears. And hopefully they can, you know, maybe jump some routes on those, those three step little quick passes. And, you know, looking back bears defense last year on third downs conversion rate allowed 40%. That was 11th best in the NFL. They were actually in the top third or the top three in the NFL most of the season, but they allowed 55% uh, over their final three games. That kind of fell off the map a little bit there. I'm right there with you. One of my recipes too, as well. I talked about it and teased it a little bit last week. And this is going to sound like dude on his couch, knocking the potato crumbs off of his shirt a little bit, but it's tackling tackling fundamentals i think what they're going to try and do is and you've been saying it and i'm buying in the front seven the chicago bears have it is by far our greatest weapon our greatest asset and the best part of our team right now moving forward and heading into this week one so what do the rams want to do let's get it to the sidelines quick throws out turn it into a tackling drill so if we can keep those tackling fundamentals make the second and six not turn into a second and three some you know something along those lines you know, keep those third and third and eights wrap up. Don't make don't turn it into a fourth and one. You know, don't make it into a situation where they might want to go for it and keep those those chains moving a little bit. I'm just looking at those guys. You know, we got some young guys, Kendall Vildor. I, I believe in Jalen Johnson, but, you know, I want to see Eddie Jackson get his nose in there a little bit. I think Tayshawn Gibson is pretty good when he at point of attack tackling. And I just think that that's going to be a huge a huge, huge part early on, I think, as McVeigh tries to move the ball which way and that way and slice us up and dice us up, I think tackling is going to be pretty huge. Are you on board with me that are we underselling, underrating this Bears front seven? Because it seems like it's the by far biggest strength of this team right now. Yeah, I think people are underselling it just because they're thinking, well, the Rams have had great success with Jared Goff. Now they have Matthew Stafford. Oh, you know, he's just going to light him up. But uh, playing a guy like Stafford, you know, two, two times a year and just knowing what he's going to do. And I know this is a different scheme, uh, but I think that plays in, into the bears advantage and, and people are really sleeping on that. And I, I think this is a game, this is a trap game, I think for the Rams, in, in my opinion, because the bears, no one's picking to win, like I've said. And I think their, their confidence, you know, Sean McVay, they, 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 you know, feed off their coach. And I think they're just, 
I'm hoping that they overlook them. That's what I'm hoping. And a lot of teams do that. You know, I know that everybody gets paid. They know they have good players, you know, but sometimes teams overlook players because they, they get a little confident, get a little cocky, right? They've had a great offseason. Oh, you know, look how great we did with Jericho. Now we got Matthew Stafford. Oh, how about that? Is it is it possible for a football team, maybe let's just stay on the offensive side of the ball, is it possible for a football team to get so self-absorbed with, like, what they do that maybe they sometimes overlook what the other side is going to bring to the table a little bit? And maybe, yeah, like we're talking about a little bit undercut, a little undershort that? I, I think so for sure because – you know, when you have a team that's that's back is is a is against the wall. You know, where no one expects him to win, like the Bears. Everyone's just, you know, you, you, as a player, you read that. You read the stuff. You read the lines. You read what everyone's saying, and they're like, "F it, let's let's go out there and let's get after this dude." Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping is the situation because everyone loves that bulletin board material, whatever it is. Everybody has that thing that lights that switch for them that makes them play even that much better and I'm, and I'm hoping that's the situation where they're like nobody's picking us to win you know everyone's saying we have Andy Dalton Matt Nagy's play calling is garbage this that and the other you know uh Robert Quinn's towards the end of his career he had two sacks last year you know Khalil Mack is you know a good player but you know past couple of years he hasn't had double digits you know he's I mean he's okay you know and I'm just hoping that everyone's like just sleeping on him because that's what you love to see when a team is slept on because because then they start to creep up and everyone's like oh yeah yeah are, are they a pretender or are they contender and you always want to be that team that nobody is expecting anything big from because because then then you until go it's on too the, late until, until it's, it's too late, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then all of a sudden everyone's like ooh that bears team and, and that's what i'm hoping it you build it off the defense you run the football and that's a recipe for success against the rams the Bengals, whatever team they play this season i i think they have to stick to that. That's got to be their bread and butter. This Bears victory dish is almost ready to be served. I got one more uh, little uh, recipe for you. I got one more too. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Well, mine will be the cilantro, and then yours will be maybe like the potatoes that we put on the side. Yeah. Mine real quick is third receiver versus third receiver. That's what I'm calling this one. Okay. From the Rams' perspective, forgive me, I'm blanking on the name, but the way that the Rams beat us up last year wasn't with Cooper Cup and wasn't with Robert Woods. It was with that third receiver. And my question is, the Rams this year are actually a little bit thinner in wide receiver this year than in seasons past. I'm curious who that third guy is, and can they scheme up someone and trust him enough to be able to hurt us the way that he did last, the way that they did last year? Because that's really what ended up happening was I think their third receiver ended up getting a touchdown, and you know, and, and no one really saw that coming at all. Conversely, with the Chicago Bears, I just want to see Marquise Goodwin or Damian Baird, uh, you know, make a play. You know what I mean? Just yeah. something out of nowhere. All season, that 2018 year with Nagy, you know, what really hit in that offense? What was the X factor? It was Taylor Gabriel for me. I mean, yeah. we talk all the way along about Trey Burton and Allen Robinson, but it was those plays by Taylor Gabriel no one saw coming. Every 10th, 12th, 13th play, he'd come up and he'd pop something for 25 yards. I want to see Goodwin. I want to see Bird get in the mix somehow, make a play like that. If we can win the edge of third receiver, I also think that gives us a great chance to win. Yeah, I, th I think that'd be huge for a guy like Goodwin. Track guy, he's got a lot of speed. Um, you know, at times it, his hands have been questionable. I think that's really – you know, what's kind of plagued them, you mm. know, his ability to run routes. They said he's not a complete, uh, you know, route runner. Um, his hands are questionable, but I'm hoping this situation where when they take a shot, you know, when you go against a, a third receiver, a lot of times they don't have their best cover guy in them at all. 
So I'm hoping that situation where if, if the Bears are running the football well with Montgomery, you take that hard play action, right, where you keep in the tight end or maybe even two, and you, and you set a streak, you know, to a guy like Goodwin Deep, and you take a shot on him. And that's like a home run grand slam type of play. And I think that's going to be his role this season. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys like, like a Mooney that's a great route runner that's going to go across the middle, that's going to, you know, put some moves on you, get, get open. He's just going to be a straight get off, get off the press and go deep. So I'm hoping he can capitalize on that, and that would be great to see, especially, um, you know, like a sudden change play where the Bears – they get a takeaway, right? Like a sack fumble or a fumble recovery, uh, you know, an interception. And then their offense is on the field. They're running the ball well most of the game. You take that hard play action look up top to them. Love to see something like that. Yeah, and they're going to be paying all this attention to Ramsey versus Robinson. We've got all this buzz coming about Mooney. If we can pop that in one area, I think that would really be helpful for the Chicago Bears. We're ringing the dinner bell, Corey. What's the last ingredient here? What are we putting on it before uh, the Bears beat the Rams in week one? Red zone offense, right? That's something the Bears have struggled so much with. Is this when we mentioned Justin Fields, Corey? It's been a long pod. Is this maybe when we bring him up for the first time? So I think there's going to be a situation, I'm hoping it, because I know Matt Nagy has it in his brain of his, situation on the goal line where you have Justin Fields in there, right? You have him and David Montgomery. You do have a gun run, right? But this this is a good gun run. This isn't the other gun runs that we've seen, right? This situation where you have a defensive end that's nervous, right? Because you know as soon as, you know, the, the ball snapped, they're going to fake that zone read. And then, you know, oh, gosh, I got Justin Fields and there's no way I can catch him. So, hey, I'm going to go right out to him, hand the ball off to David Montgomery right in the end zone. Justin Fields didn't even do anything. He was out there, his presence. So I'm hoping that could be a situation, you know, where that could be a play in there where they get a score with that. Right. And we talked about Jimmy Graham right last year in the red zone. He was amazing, uh, you know. He's one of those guys, former basketball player, post you up, get up there, throw it up to him. Cole Komet, too. He's re- he really came along during training camp. I'm just hoping in, in the red zone that they utilize a guy like Justin Fields and they utilize the tight ends. I think those are going to be the keys this season to them scoring in there, right? Because when, when you can't run the ball with Montgomery, being able to sell that hard play action and put it up to a guy like Jimmy Graham, you know, who's old, who they're saying is old but he's reliable in that red zone. He can still dunk that football over the yeah. post. He'll do it at one point this year. You're you're so right, man. If you can just get the defense leaning, thinking a half yard in a different direction and give David Montgomery that chance, that dude's going to bowl people over. You know what I mean? Like exactly. We're going to be able to get in the end zone. And conversely, you know, I, I loved how we used Jimmy Graham's size last year, but now we got more size. We got Komet, yep. we got Jimmy Graham, and we got Allen Robinson. I think we exactly. got a lot to play with in there yep. in that regard. And if that means maybe opening up the underneath game by bringing those guys, flushing them into the end zone, great. But otherwise, I think we've got some pieces there where I think all Bears fans would like to see us be more efficient in the red zone and turn those opportunities into touchdowns and not field goals. Back shoulder fades. Yes. It's a quarterback's best friend, right? Because the, the defensive back is is trying to play the coverage, and at the last second, they turn around right there, game time, touchdown. That's what I love to see in the red zone. I, I think that's that's what the Bears have been missing. And, and you look at, like, Green Bay, they have that play on lock with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. They just know, you know, they know that play. And the teams that do it well, that back shoulder, 
is money every time. So if they could do that. Yeah, I can already hear some Bears contrarians saying, well, Allen Robinson dropped a couple of those passes last year. Let me tell you right now, Allen Robinson will not. That was just is, is freakish. It was a weird year. It was, you know, sometimes just the, the, the helmet gets on the football for a second. He needed second. to stick him. He needed yeah, to stick him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's fine. It's still yeah. – I trust A-Rob down there to come out, down with those balls every single second. And dare I say, maybe I – it's one of the few things I'm going to give Andy Dalton credit. I think he's veteran – poise and hopefully his accuracy will give us a better shot in those throws because I thought Mitch's throws sometimes in those moments weren't exactly the most spot on or gave them the best chance to perhaps score some points in that particular area Corey I think it's time man I think it's time to pick our final score for week one we're going to keep an eye on this all year long we're going to go me and you battle back and forth with our win-loss records I'll let you go first my friend what are you thinking Bears Rams week one what's our final score Whew, man, I've been going back and forth all day, right? Because um, I, I think this is this is a tough one to pick because I think everybody is, like I said, counting out the Bears. But I think this is a trap game for the Rams. I, I really think so. I think with all the circumstances and the running back position, I think this is a one. This is one where the Bears shock the world, and people probably think I'm crazy, but I think this is going to be a twenty to fourteen game. In favor of the Bears, right? I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going I'm to tell you why. Because I think they're going to run the ball. I think Matt Nagy realizes that. I think this is an opportunity to really showcase that, hey, maybe I don't have my guy at quarterback that I want and everybody wants to see. But I can call this game because that's that's been the that's been the down, down part of the Bears is, is Matt Nagy's play calling. So I think he's going to come out ready to go, really script this plan, Get David Montgomery the, the football. Take the pressure off Andy Dalton. I think the defense is going to be fired up because they realize how crucial they are to this team's success. And if they could do that, I think it's going to be a 20-14 to 14 game in favor of the Bears. I think they're going to shock the world on Sunday night football. The Rams this preseason really haven't played that much, the starters. The running back position for the Rams, that, that, that kind of makes me worry about them and making them more one-dimensional and the familiarity with Matthew Stafford and that Bears defensive line. I, I think it, I think it plays in the favor of the Bears. I think they win 2014. You heard it here first. Well, I'll tell you, Corey, I don't know what you put in this drink, but it tastes good. My friend, it tastes good. I'm telling you, man, I, you know what? It's week one right now. And there's a part of me that just Week one, and especially any given Sunday, all that stuff, it's just everyone on the planet thinks the Rams are just going to blow out the Bears. And look, that is a realistic possibility that I will wrap my head around and deal with on another day. But I'm telling you, man, I'm going 2016. Bears win. And here's here's, here's a, bit of, a little bit of the narrative that I'm sort of kind of feeling just a little bit. I think the Bears are going to be losing uh, for probably the most part of the first half. I feel like the Rams are going to be cool kicking field goals early. So I can see them putting together a couple decent drives in the first half, going up six, nothing and being like, we feel fine about this. Maybe the mm -hmm. bears get a field goal, whatever it's six to three. It's just kind of bears are hanging around. Rams feel like they're doing enough. And I just feel like somewhere at the end of that first half, maybe early second half, I just think there's a big play coming. And I think it's coming from our defense. And I don't know if it necessarily, I'm saying pick six or they take it back to the house, but I just think it sets up a short, yardage situation where the bears can punch in a quick easy touchdown from what the 12 10 yard line get it in get one of those touchdowns from there i do think the bears are very capable of putting together one very good touchdown drive and maybe a couple other field goals that gets us to 20 
And then I do feel like that at some point in this game, third, fourth quarter, the Rams will finally get that touchdown. It'll get to like 20 to 16, and I think we'll be on the edge of our seats for the last like nine minutes where the Rams will have the ball the whole fourth quarter trying to drive, trying to make it happen, can't kick that field goal because they need that touchdown, and they come up short. And in the end, I think the Bears win 2016. Is that like a feel-good story? That feels good, man. I, can, I, can I have some of that Kool-Aid? I need that. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> can, we get my friend, can we get my friend some more of this Kool-Aid, please? Yeah, we're all, <laughs> we're all going to be drinking it now, man. Hey, man, why, why not? Man. That's a bear. That's an ugly Bears football win. That's a, I, I can easily wrap my head that kind of tenor, that kind of game. I think we're both sort of on the same page. And honestly, I think that's probably the only way the Bears win is that type of game. I think the one mm-hmm. that we're kind of both talking about. A grind them out, Gruden, Gruden grinder, like you used to say on Monday Night Football when he used to announce. I think that's that's the only way. I think that's how they're going to win a lot of these games. You know, for example, if, if they're going to beat the Rams, if they're going to beat the Browns, uh, team teams like that, the Packers, they're going to have to keep it tight and they're going to have to rely on the running game, strong defense, really being able to get after the opposing passer and and keep those games tight, like you said, in the fourth quarter and where your defense has to come up huge and win the game for you. Corey, before we get you out of here, uh, I wanted to ask you real quick, you know, former NFL player, but now, you know, you work in the business, you're doing Fox 32 post game, but I want to ask you, man, on game day, whether it's college football for your Northwestern Wildcats, which we could talk about in another pod, we could talk about that (laughs) another time. I don't want to talk about that. Early, Yeah. But um, I just want to ask you, man, a lot of Bears fans listening to this pod right now, you know, they're going to be sleeping in their Bears jerseys. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They're going to be waking up. They're going to be getting together, you know, either Zooming with friends or maybe with some family, hopefully doing it as safe as possible. Yeah. But it's going to be game day this weekend. Just talk about, do you got any rituals in the Wooten family? Yeah. Do you got like a meal? Do you love to tailgate? Do you like, what kind of gear do you like to wear? Just kind of walk us through, man. How do you like to enjoy yeah. your game day? So I'm a, I'm a big uh, pizza and wings guy, especially on Sunday. You know, I try, I try to eat pretty good during the week. And then on the weekends, you know, whether Blow it's it college out. football Saturday, Sunday, it might be two days in a row. You just have some wings and pizza or whatever unhealthy food. Like, I think with football, you can't eat anything that's like too healthy. Like, it just it just doesn't seem right, you know. That's that's why that's why you Corey, follow the ninety ten. Can you pass the quinoa, Corey, uh, before yeah, the third nah. down, real quick? No. Yeah, you know, there's there's none of that. All right, none of the quinoa, none of the hummus. That's for during the week, okay. Um, but you got to get the wings. You got to get the pizza. You got to get the the mozzarella sticks. The whole, the whole bit nachos. Um, barbecue, pulled pork sandwiches. You got to do something that's unhealthy. I mean, that's just, that's a, that's America's pastime right there with football. You know, you, you look, you look at what football is, right? Sunday where people, <laughs> people usually get drunk as hell at bars, right? Yep. And they drink, a, they eat a, a bunch of unhealthy food, yep. you know, soaks up that liquor. And it's just, it's just what football is. Um, but I, I'm just a big foodie. I just love to eat, you know? I'll have a drink here or there, but I, I just love to eat. You know, that's that's what I do. And and what about you? You have the uh, kale salads and uh, all that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I get myself together a nice batch of sprouts. Uh, <laughs> I lay them out. And then, you know, I portion. I, it's really important. You got to portion during NFL games. No, man. Are you, kidding? Yeah, yeah, are you kidding me, man? I like it greasy. I want barbecue sauce on everything. Uh, I love some wings. I love some meats, some burgers. Um, I do. Uh, I do enjoy a cocktail. Perhaps maybe a white claw will be on the menu. Perhaps this Sunday because the claw. The one place, yeah, the one place we can watch our calories is with the cocktails, Corey. Uh, if you yeah. do, uh, and here's the best part, especially from a Midwest perspective, 
is look, you got to like load yourself up on the meats, right? Because two things are going to happen. One, your Chicago Bears are going to win and you're going to feel amazing. And that meat's going to ride out the rest of your day. Or two, the Chicago Bears are going to lose and that meat's going to put you to sleep. It's gonna put, <laughs> exactly. You're not going to have any nightmares or have a restless night of what could have happened. It's going to knock you right out. And then you can just start your week over on Monday. The itis. That's, that's what it's called. <laughs> the itis. You have a little nap, uh, you know, for the in-between game, you know, that game that's like four to six before the Sunday night one. That's, yes. that's, that's where you get that itis right there. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, we used to call it a sad nap, too, when the Bears would lose. So hopefully that that's not particular the particular case. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I know a lot of Bears fans are as well. I know the NFL's back, fantasy football, all that good stuff is coming back. It's going to be a fun ride, Corey. This episode of Believe in Bears was brought to you by betonline.ag. Play Action Pools and also Balance 7 pH Supplement. Make sure you check out Play Action Pools. They've got some great deals going on with Believe right now to get in on Office Pool, Survivor Pool, Build Your Own Bankroll, all that great stuff. And BetOnline, 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use NFL 100. Starting tonight with the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys as we kick off the NFL season. Corey. Toss us your socials. Give the good people some words of wisdom. Quick little pep talk before we say goodbye. We said a lot about pools, and it's supposed to be very hot by me, so I might jump in the pool tomorrow. <laughs> My community pool, rather. <laughs> but, hey, I'm just hoping this is a great first weekend of football. Football is back. We love to see it. Um, in, in, enjoy the time, whether it's your family, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever it may be, your friends. Enjoy this weekend uh, coming up. And, hey, football's back. Everything with the pandemic that we've been dealing with, hey, let's let, let's let it ride out on Sunday and enjoy these games. And appreciate your guys' support. And, uh, yeah, let us know your feedback on everything. And uh, believe in Bears because I'm believing in them. Shock the world, baby. Do it safely. Do it proudly. Thank you so much for checking out this preview pod of Bears vs. Rams. Make sure you come back and check us out because we're going to do a post-game breakdown of hopefully a Chicago Bears victory coming up shortly after that Sunday night game. Expect for that uh, sometime on Monday. Uh, you can follow me at Joey Sports Guy on Twitter and IG. Corey Wooten at Corey Wooten. W-O-O-T-T-O-N. Get it right. There you go. Post. There you go. There we go. There we go. Hopefully there's a club dub after the game. Yeah. We'd love to see that on Instagram or Twitter. So let's go, Bears. We we need that dub. I, I think it would just invigorate that city of Chicago, right? Even though we're both not in Chicago right this second. It would invigorate Chicago and all the Bears fans around the nation and the world. Bears fans across America. Yeah, maybe now that we have a video multimedia thing here, too, we can do our own little club dub next week. And I don't have any yeah. school lights. I will work on it. I'll do the best I possibly can. Yes, the robot. Yeah, Corey, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much for checking out this pod, you guys. Until the next one, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Go Bears. Bear down. My co-host, former Chicago Bears, Corey Wooten. I'm Joey Christopoulos. Thank you so much for listening to the pod. Corey, take us out. Peace out. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Let's go. Bear down. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago and Believe in Bears. This is a combo interview right here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming in because we are talking to one of our new Believe sponsors. He is CEO Christian McCollum of PlayActionPools.com. Christian, welcome to the pod. How are you today? I'm doing great, Joey. Thanks for having me. So great to have you on. So great to have Play Action Pools as a sponsor here for the football season, which is right around the corner. I know all my listeners are excited for Bears-Rams, but real quick before we dive into that, just talk to us a little bit about the mission statement of Play Action Pools and why it's such an amazing website to get in on some action this season. 
Yeah, so, you know, the idea of play-action pools goes back to – really goes back to high school, like March Madness. Uh, one of our buddies would always run the pool, and, and wouldn't you know it, his mom and his grandma and his dad always won. Uh, so by, before we graduated high school, we wised up a little bit, and so we started making him for March Madness – he'd have to copy every single of the 50 sheets that were in the pool. And when you, you know, signed up, you got a stack of sheets. And then he just went through and graded them all. Um, and fortunately, with the internet coming around, we realized that we could kind of do that more automated. Um, so, we, you know, the idea for Play Action Pools is just, you know, having these pools, having these contests, all different sorts of them, um, and making it easy. You know, there's still people out there that use Excel spreadsheets or text me your picks and all that stuff. Um, Play Action Pools takes care of all of that takes all the heavy load off the organizer's plate. And then the other thing is for the player, you know, you're in this contest and you want to know where you stand. Um, and you're beating up the organizer, asking him to get the standings updated, and you know he's going to make a mistake. Um, so then they're upset. Uh, play action takes that all away from the player. Um, everything's transparent. You don't have to worry about your buddy's grandmother and mother winning every time. You don't have to worry about um, the organizer making a, a mistake on the standings. Um, and then we have a bunch of different formats. You know, we have, you know, your classic pick on pool where you can pick whatever you want to pick in terms of, uh, you know, against the spread, straight up, NFL college. Um, we have um, survivor pool that you got, um, just your classic survivor with a lot of customizable options. Uh, you know, pick a team once, pick a team twice, how many lives you have. Uh, but one of our kind of our flagship contest is what we call build your bankroll. Uh, which is essentially a virtual sports book. Um, so anybody signs up, the default, you know, our default option gives everyone 10,000 shares is what we call them. They're really like credits or points. Um, and the player just has the ability to wager those throughout the season, depending on the organizer's customizable options. Um, what we like to do is just open it up all the way. You know, you're talking NFL games, college games, point spread, money line, over, under. Um, people get pretty aggressive uh, we had a contest over at irishsportsdaily.com, and first game of the season, Illinois, Nebraska, we got guys shoving all 10,000 chips in the middle, um, and fortunately, they were on Illinois, so they basically doubled up. Good. Uh, but it just, right. it's a contest that just really allows, it really allows for um, a lot of swings, right? So someone's in the lead, they're at the top, and then they do that, they make, they go all in on Ohio State, money line against Kent State or something, they lose and they're out. So it's really, really fun. And, and your buddy that always brags about how great of a handicapper he is, um, you can really put him to the test. Well, and that's what I love so much about play action pools right now is that you guys cover the bases for everybody. I mean, everyone that wants to get a little bit of taste of that action, they can do it in a lot of different ways. And also for some of the listeners out there that may be a little bit, a little hesitant about getting involved and maybe putting down a couple of dollars on their favorite team, this makes it super easy to go in there. You guys do all the work for them. And on top of that, just talk a little bit about some of the office pools and some of the survivor stuff that you guys have going on on the website. Because as we all know, during these times, it's really hard to maybe not necessarily be in the office, get that water cooler cred. But it's still a great way to kind of congregate, kind of, you know, have some fun and maybe have some bragging rights with some coworkers uh, through sports. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like you said, our, we have our survivor pools are going there right now. They're absolutely free. Um, so if you want to sign up for an NFL survivor pool before the start of the season, um, it's absolutely free to do it. Um, you know, on the platform, it's super easy to share. Um, you have, you know, links right there that you can just, you can email, you can text, you can put it on your Facebook, you can tweet it out. Um, we have QR codes for sports bars. We have a lot of sports bars involved. Um, we have QR codes there so they can just throw up a poster in the bar and 
patrons come in and shoot it and they're in the contest automatically. Um, and like you said, everybody's not in the office, you know, right now or anyways, but this is kind of replaces that. And you don't have to worry about, you know, chasing Jimmy down at the end of Friday, make sure he has his picks in and all that stuff. Um, it's just an easy way um, to host your contest. And, and like you said, to, to have some bragging rights on the line as well. Much to the chagrin of Jimmy, uh, who probably does like getting away from a few bets from time to time. But that's right, because Play Action Pools takes care of it for you. And it takes care of Grandma's winnings, too, as well. You can play with the family. You can play with your office. You can play with your buddies. And that's just kind of a little bit about what it's all about. Talk a little bit as well. You know, we ran an ad earlier before these pods that the people are listening to right now about the Believe Pick'em Challenge that's coming up, picking 10 high-profile games. Just talk to us a little bit about that because some of these listeners are going to be listening to this pod right before Buccaneers, Cowboys. People, there's plenty of time to still get involved in some of that action and also all the wonderful week one action and college football coming this weekend. Yeah, exactly. You know, this Believe contest, it's absolutely free to join. So you have no no reason not to join it. It's super, super easy and super uh, clean to join. It's free. Um, and DC shoes and electric sunglasses are going to be provided some great prizes. And, you know, just talking with the guys over at Believe, they wanted to make it as simple as possible. They're still even looking at it now in terms of how to simplify it. Um, but basically, just all you're going to have to do is pick the games that are provided. This is going to be the most high-profile games. Um, you just pick those games, and whoever comes out on top is going to walk away with some awesome prizes. And it's going to be a season-long thing. Um, so, you know, just if you don't win week one, you know, come right back week two and get your picks on. Yeah, remember BLEAV, uh, Football Pick'em Challenge. And remember, for those of you out there, you know, a lot of people talk about losing and gambling. As you just mentioned, it's free. So all you can do in this situation is just win. Go a little bit further for me. I don't know. I'm in my late 30s. What are electric sunglasses? Just tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it's just a company that's been t uh, tied up with Believe. They're, they're really doing a great job sponsoring the contest, um, and they're going to be providing all those prizes. Um, and we really, really thank them for the support. And final one here for you, Christian. Just in general, uh, what are your thoughts on our Chicago Bears? Uh, do you have any advice in terms of Are you? Uh, would you be targeting the Bears in a survival pool, in an office pool, individual games, Justin Fields by himself? Uh, if I'm dining at the Chicago Bears restaurant at Play Action Pools, how am I going to make money on this team this year? Is it possible? It's possible. I'm waiting a little bit to see what the Justin Fields era looks like, right? So, and what we've seen in preseason is very impressive. I know he's kind of said some stuff after the first game about the speed of the game not being quite what he thought it would be, um, which maybe you want to zip that up a little bit. Uh, but to be honest, watching his the highlights that first game, I, I feel like he was accurate. Like I kind of felt that way myself. Um, now I know there's some linebackers in the NFL that heard that. Um, that are going to be looking to remind him of that. Um, but when he gets in there, gets his feet wet, um, starts to get settled in, take some of those licks, um, and then you get to see him start running around and making those throws, uh, that's the time when I would look at targeting the Bears, whether it's a survivor pool, pick and pull, or build your bankroll. Yeah, get your feet wet a little bit on some other teams. Maybe save your Bears in a survivor pool. Maybe hammer some total points, unders for a little while, and then when Justin Fields comes in, maybe that's the time to, to really uh, to bite down on that apple. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, who do you got tomorrow or, or Thursday with Tampa Bay, Dallas? T Tampa's given eight. Who do you like? That's a great call. Tampa's given eight. Wow. I do I do like the Cowboys to cover in that game. I kind of feel like that's going to be a low-scoring affair a little bit. Sometimes these week one Thursday night games can be a little bumpy. No Zach Martin for the Cowboys, who usually is the guy that's, you know, uh, paving the way for Zeke. All uh, training camp, we've been talking about Dak Prescott's shoulder a little bit. So is he going to necessarily going to be slinging it? 
I could see a little bit of a tit for tat game. I could see a little bit of a low scoring game. I like Cowboys to cover. What say you? I agree. Eight, eight points. That's a lot of points in an NFL game. I mean, that's that in a college game. That's like almost like it's kind of spread would be like 15, 16 points. I, I just think, like you said, like too much can happen there. I mean, the Cowboys could win the game and, and or they could be in there hanging tight the whole game or they could get it back to recover. I mean, eight points really opens up back or cover. Uh, Buccaneers can be winning by 14 all game. And then the Cowboys get one of those BS late touchdowns, and, and there you go, boom, you got your seven points and you got to win. So yeah, back, uh, eight back points, give me the points every time. Yeah, backdoor cover with a live bet. Remember, folks, last year, because I had Dak Prescott on my fantasy team in those three or four games that he played before he got hurt, I mean, those fourth quarters that he was putting up were no joke. So if they're down in that game and he has to throw the football, they're going to be productive from that side of the ball. So I like that backdoor cover as well, my friend. Absolutely. Christian McCollum from PlayActionPools.com. Just tell the good people and the listeners one more time, socials, Twitter. Obviously, we know PlayActionPools.com. We know the Believe Football Pick'em Challenge. But get some socials. Let's get some more people involved in this thing because we're so happy to have you as a sponsor this year. And we want as many people to, to win as many prizes and as much money and as many DC shoes as possible. Absolutely. We made it simple. It's you know, Twitter is at PlayActionPools, Facebook at PlayActionPools, Instagram at PlayActionPools. And like you said, PlayActionPools.com uh, couldn't be more simple. CEO Christian McCollum here from PlayActionPools.com. Christian, thank you so much for taking time on the pod. Again, we're so uh, we're thankful that we're having a partnership with you guys and sponsoring with you this season. And uh, wish you guys nothing but the best. Hope to have you back on this pod sometime soon, and I'm sure we'll be in touch. Thanks a lot, Joey. Appreciate it. This episode of Bet on Chicago and Believe in Bears was brought to you by what else? PlayActionPools.com. Make sure you go there right now for that Believe Football Pick'em Challenge this weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this pod, you guys. We'll be back for another one very soon. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And remember, when in doubt, always bet on Chicago. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 